Y2, green right off, nasty. Hound 2, Y booty, X facing back right on. 580! Green 87! GLIAC Football Weekly starts right now. Now here's your host, Jake Reitma. Well, 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 look at that. We made it. We made it to week 10 of GLIAC Football Weekly. Double-digit episodes for season two and the 2021 campaign of GLIAC Football Weekly. If you've been with us every episode, give yourself a round of applause. You deserve it. You deserve it. But here we go. GLIAC Football Weekly. I am your host, Jake Ritma. So glad to have you along. Bring in the energy, whether you're listening on a Thursday, Friday, or en route on a game day Saturday. I'm so glad you decided to make GLIAC Football Weekly a part of your day. As always, as always, great show lined up. I mean, some are better than others. Yes, obviously. But now is the part of the season where we kind of take a somewhat of a turn. You know, we've, we've talked to every single coach in the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference and, and gotten a, a feel for their programs, their personality, and all that good stuff. And now we get a little bit creative with our interview guests. And so this week, we're going to have on the voice, the play-by-play voice of the Ferris State Bulldogs, good friend of mine, Rob Bentley, who is a veteran in so many aspects, veteran play-by-play voice, but veteran SID, does it all at Ferris State. So a fun conversation with him. But first, first, let's get into the recap from last week, week nine in the GLIAC. And and I, I think Myron Harris for Wayne State is still running. He's still running through my Northwood Timberwolves defense. What a game. That was all. Oh, that's where I'm going to start because I was at Tom Adams Field for Northwood versus Wayne State. And boy, as a, as a Northwood alum, I mean, watching Myron Harris just gash my Timberwolves was was tough and it, and it started from the very beginning and take take a take a listen to these numbers 327 yards on 20 carries that's 16.4 yards per carry for Myron Harris the redshirt freshman out of Clinton Township so congrats to him he set the single game rushing record for Wayne State and uh, really, the, the 327 yards is the most in Division Two this year. So congrats to him. Congrats to Wayne State. They get the win easily. And, of course, he was the Offensive Player of the Week. Wayne State beats Northwood by a score of 56-21. to The only, the only positive thing from Saturday night for me was, uh, be, again, being at Tom Adams Field. I finally, finally got to meet the people behind the Warrior House, one of the best GLIAC Twitter follows. If you haven't followed them already, follow the Warrior House. Got to meet the guys that uh, that do a great job running that. And really, and, and real quick, I know it's not, uh, it's just kind of an antidote here, but that, that's honestly my favorite part about covering the GLIAC and, and, and getting to know the, the different fan bases and, and what what brings them to the games. And, and that's really the most important, uh, maybe not the most important, but it's what I enjoy the most. So um, chatting with those guys at halftime and, and at Tom Adams Field, I've got my sticker, I've got my Warrior House sticker, but uh, the passion and the camaraderie of, of supporting your teams is what this is all about. So shout out to those guys and the Warrior House. Again, if you're a GLIAC football fan or a uh, 
uh, a Wayne State fan, I guess, more like it. Uh, that's a great follow for you uh, on Twitter. So I, I say the same thing about the Bulldog crew, about uh, the Warrior House, and, and and some of the Grand Valley people I've gotten the chance to meet. And, and again, that's what uh, I really enjoy the most of. And we can have different colors. We have different teams that we're supporting, but uh, the concepts are still the same. So shout out to the, the Warrior House. And again, the only positive from that agonizing game for me between the Warriors and the Timberwolves. Now, a much, much, much closer game on the west side of the state at, at Lubbers Stadium. Grand Valley holds on for the 14-9 win over Michigan Tech. And that's now two weeks in a row where Grand Valley has been tested down to the final, final whistle. Um, but they had a big performance defensively out of Ian Kennelly, the, the safety for Grand Valley State, had quite the game that included a pick also recovered fumble and a forced fumble and then a key pass breakup um, on a fourth down stop. So uh, congrats to Ian Kennelly on the player of the week for the defensive side of things and congrats to Grand Valley. They uh, remain in prime position there in Super Region 3 with the number three ranking and, and remaining victorious with the 14-9 win over Michigan Tech. Number one team in the land, Ferris State, gets a 44-24 victory at home over Northern Michigan. Nice day for the Bulldogs, which again, we talk a little bit more with Rob Bentley about that game coming up in our interview here. But uh, another um, solid performance for Wayne State, I'm sorry, for Ferris State as they get the victory remaining number one in the land and of course number one in super region three as well and Cy Barnett how about Cy Barnett his career has been fun to follow as a wide receiver and now um, doing it on the special team side of things had a big punt in this one that flipped the field it was 68 yards on the net punt there um, and and was five of six in extra points and then hit a 29 yard field goal late in the third quarter to make it a 33 game for Ferris State so he's your special teams player of the week so congrats to Cy Barnett Ian Kennelly and of course, Myron Harris with that Wayne State single game rushing record of 327 yards. But one more final to get to. That was Saginaw Valley State all over Davenport, 24-3. to So the Cardinals playing some good football and continuing their winning streak. They now as a team, Saginaw Valley State, uh, that's four in a row for, for the Cardinals. So they're 6-3 and three overall and 3-2 and two in the GLIAC. So one more time, your finals from week number nine. Cardinals over the Panthers, 24-3. to three. Fair State Bulldogs victorious over Northern Michigan, 44-24. to 24. Grand Valley escapes with a 14-9 win over Michigan Tech. And the Warriors of Wayne State run all over the Timberwolves en route to the 56-21 victory. But time now for our featured interview, and that is Rob Bentley, the play-by-play -play voice of the Ferris State Bulldogs. We talked to Rob about the, the dynasty that has become Ferris State football and everything going on in, in Big Rapids here on GLIAC Football Weekly. Rob Bentley. All right, time now to welcome on the voice of the Ferris State Bulldogs, as promised, veteran play-by-play -play voice, Rob Bentley, joining us on GLIAC Football Weekly. Good morning, Rob. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Jake. Thanks for having me on and uh, looking forward to talking uh, about the Bulldogs and GLIAC Football. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a fun conversation to be had uh, in, in Big Rapids, as it has been for many, many years um, as, as, as of late, um, but especially now 
as Ferris State has that nice little number one next to their name for the first time in school history. So we'll start there. And I know you and I, because guys in the media can and can have these conversations. I know Coach Anise doesn't doesn't even begin to think about uh, uh, national rankings or regional rankings or that sort of thing. But uh, it's got to be uh, a lot of fun to have that number one on your press releases going week in and week out. And what's that been like? You know, it's been exciting, obviously, more so for the media and, and our fans, you know, I think who really uh, enjoy having that number one ranking, um, you know, for the team and the, and the coaching staff. I think they're focused just on uh, what's ahead this week. But, you know, it's a it's a lot of great attention for really what's been established here, I think, uh, under Coach Anise for the past nine years. Um, you know, they've kind of been building to this point and to have that number one ranking, uh, you know, it means a lot in terms of, you know, I think the recruiting aspect of it going forward and, and obviously trying to, uh, you know, continue to have uh, our fans on board uh, with what we're trying to accomplish this season. Rob Bentley with us on GLIAC Football Weekly, part of the Dynamic Broadcasting Team and Sandy Goldson on 97.3, home of the Ferris State Bulldogs. And you've got, you've had the opportunity to watch a lot of really good football lately at Ferris State, of course, the 36 consecutive game winning streak. But in 2021, Rob, does this, does this team feel any different to some of those teams that had success in the past? But is there anything different about the 2021 team? You know, I think we're a little more of, of a veteran group this year. Obviously, I think there's a lot of guys that came back, really waited for this opportunity, not having, uh, you know, a season last year. So I think it's a little more sense of urgency maybe with uh, some of those veteran players that they know this is kind of their last crack at it, their last go around. Um, you know, we've had some great teams in the past, obviously, that uh, were capable of, you know, winning the national championship that, uh, you know, things just didn't fall fall right, you know, at the end of the year. But, you know, I think this team is as talented as any group we've had. Um, you know, we've battled some injuries more so than we have in, in past years. But, you know, fortunately, I think we're starting to get a, a few guys healthy, the guys that are at least going to be there uh, here, you know, for the final stretch run. And, and uh, you know, some other guys have really developed and, and kind of stepped into the, the places of some guys that uh, we've lost to injury. No doubt about it. And I, and I hate to just continue to go back to um, years in the past, but th I mean, this has been a, a run that Ferris State has been on that uh, you don't see very often. It's been, uh, and I, again, I, I know how coach Tony Anise works and, and, and his personality and really probably the entire coaching staff, they don't want to hear dynasty talk. They don't want to hear, you know, words like that being thrown around, but I'll go ahead and say, um, what do you, what do you attribute to the, the sustained level of success that this football program has had over the course of the last decade? You know, I really think it uh, starts with the culture that coach Anise has been able to develop here at Ferris state. You know, uh, he's really got guys that have bought into that culture um, you know, it's a family type atmosphere. A lot of a lot of programs, I think, say that, you know, and, and come out and say that they have a great culture, great, you know, family orientation. But he really means it here. And, uh, you know, from the support we get from the, the tailgate group um, to the alumni to obviously our, our fans that are there each and every week uh, and all the way down to the players and the coaching staff. Um, you know, he really makes it uh, enjoyable to be around. You know, I love being out at practice, uh, calling the games on the radio just because they're a great group of guys that have really, I, I think, bought into the culture that he's tried to establish. And I would actually even follow up on that uh, from my personal experience. The, the fans, the tailgate group is, is great. I mean, they uh, are obviously tuning into Gliac football week in and week out, which is another reason I wanted to have you on. Um, you know, we've gone through all the coach interviews and whatnot. And, and why not give the people some, some, some Rob Bentley love? I knew that they would enjoy that. But um, looking ahead now, you start to get into that time of year where uh, um, the national rankings become a little less impactful compared to the regional rankings when, in terms of 
playoff positioning and that sort of thing. And, you know, football is an unpredictable game and, and it's, it turns into the hypothetical what if games. But um, as, as Ferris starts to move into that position of the season, do you do any kind of uh, regional ranking scoreboard watching in, in terms of the other conferences and who Ferris could be playing and positioning and that sort of thing? No, I think so. At least uh, from my aspect, we do that. You know, we check the D2 football scoreboard all the time and, uh, you know, see who's uh, playing nationally and, and certainly in the region. I think as you look at uh, the regional rankings uh, in, in our region, Super Region 3, um, you know, it, it's a gauntlet. Uh, you look at the, the teams there. We've played Harding in the past a few times. They're number two. And, um, you know, certainly we know how good they are. Um, Grand Valley State had a great game against them just a few weeks ago. Uh, Northwest Missouri State, the list goes on. Um, you know, I, I think uh, in comparison to the other regions, this one is as tough as it comes in the country. And, you know, we're obviously thrilled to have that that number one ranking right now and the potential for a first round bye. But, um, there's some great teams that you're going to face uh, here in the playoffs as, as you move uh, forward toward uh, reaching that ultimate goal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've got the rankings pulled up right now. I mean, there's some there's some one loss teams that are currently on the outside looking in. And then, you know, you, you flip over to some of the other super region rankings and it's just it's not that way. So I think uh, in, in a lot of aspects that super region three is the deepest, is the toughest. But uh, I, I'm guessing Fair State wouldn't want it any other way. No, certainly not. And, you know, I think uh, the past has proven that uh, if you want to be the best, you, you've got to go through those teams and, and really uh, beat those teams each and every week in the playoffs. It's a it's a grind through the playoffs. Um, you know, I think the potential of having the buy helps, um, you know, playing four games instead of five games. But ultimately, it comes down to who's the best each and every Saturday. And, you know, we've played some of those teams that are kind of sitting outside the top four or five right now. You know, Washington Baptist. Uh, there's some other teams. Um, that certainly are capable and have uh, given us some great games in the past. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a grind no matter uh, what, what happens. And you know, I think right now the goal is obviously to finish this regular season unbeaten, uh, win these final two games and, and claim the GLIAC championship. And then obviously uh, the rest kind of takes care of itself in terms of just getting ready to play each and every week in the playoffs. Absolutely. And if all goes according to plan, you'll be playing those home games at, at, at top target field in the friendly confines. And I, I've, I've had the game day experience there. It's been a lot of fun and uh, just a, a little bit about uh, how much your fans bring it week in and week out. And certainly one of the best uh, uh, atmospheres in, in all of Division Two football. You know, certainly we had a great crowds our first three home games this year, you know, as best uh, as good of crowds as we've had in a long time here at Ferris State since probably the 1990s. Um, unfortunately, this past Saturday, a little bit lower uh, because of that other game going on in East Lansing. But uh, we're hoping, uh, you know, a lot of those fans come back uh, with the colder weather uh, here in the month of November and in hopefully in early December. But, um, you know, they've done a great job of supporting us, whether it's home or on the road, um, you know, our alumni really from all generations uh, have really embraced uh, what Coach Anish has, has established here at Ferris State. And, you know, uh, for some of them, it took a few years. Uh, obviously, the, the guys that played under Coach Pierce before him, um, but, you know, they've really bought into what um, he's been able to do here at Ferris State and, and the longevity of it here over the past decade. I want to switch gears a little bit with you, Rob, and just talk a little bit bigger picture, Ferris State Athletics. And first and foremost, congratulations on the uh, the new position. Uh, and, and I always knew you ran things there, but now it's kind of a, a official official. But um, one of the things, you know, there's the the announcement of the $15 million facility expansion at Ferris State. And, uh, you know, more than what just meets the headlines, what all will that mean for Ferris State Athletics? You know, that's going to be a game changer for uh, our student athletes here at Ferris State. Um, obviously, uh, you know, having a, a high quality uh, facility in which to train and, and prepare for competition is something that, you know, we don't have right now. And, uh, you know, 
to get by with what our teams have been able to do without having a facility like that is uh, really remarkable. And, uh, you know, this will help them in the long run, you know, help from a recruiting standpoint, obviously a competition standpoint, um, a new home for our volleyball team, which uh, is, has been one of the top programs in division two in recent years. So there's a lot of great things that are going to come out of it um, along with some locker room renovations for a lot of teams. So um, a lot of great things. And we're really looking forward to, you know, getting this project off the ground and, uh, and hopefully getting it built uh, here and finished in the near future. No doubt about it. And, and that kind of leads me to my next question, Rob. I, I, I said at the beginning, voice of the Bulldogs, which is, 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 is almost a, a doing you a disservice because you literally broadcast every, every sport. And, and yes, football gets a lot of pub and it's GLIAC Football Weekly, but you're calling soccer games. I, I saw you're in East Lansing calling the basketball game um, against Michigan State. And, and so I, I, from one play-by-play guy to another, what, uh, what sport do you enjoy calling the most and, and and, and just kind of the, the maybe the challenges from being, you know, in tune with every single team at Ferris and being able to put together a solid play-by-play call week in, week out, no matter what the sport. You know, I think it starts for me, obviously, with basketball and football. Um, you know, I love uh, basketball. I'm a basketball junkie. Uh, you know, I'll play new ball uh, three or four times a week. Um, but, you know, from the football standpoint, I just love game day. And, you know, being there uh, in the booth, uh, you know, on game days is, is something that uh, is unmatched. So, those two sports really, uh, it's kind of a toss up. You know, I think a lot of credit goes to my partner, Sandy Golston, uh, does a great job as the color commentator for both, both sports. And we have a great working relationship. So it's a lot of fun to be on the air with him. Um, you know, and, and a big thanks goes out to our athletic director, uh, Perk Weisenberger, who is uh, our former AD now, um, did a great job uh, here at Ferris State and obviously uh, really let me, you know, kind of fulfill those goals of, of being on the air on a regular basis. And then you know, Steve Brocklebank, who's off to a, a great start here at Ferris State, I think uh, is going to do some awesome things. And, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, working under him and, and working for him. Um, you know, certainly uh, I enjoy the broadcast aspect of it, but there's a lot else that, you know, goes into it. So I think the toughest thing for me on game day is just kind of managing everything else that goes along with the position of being an SID and, um, you know, managing our students that uh, take care of things that allow me to broadcast, um, you know, from our TV crew and, and everything else, just handling all of that on game day while you're, you're also trying to broadcast is a challenge at times. Absolutely. Been there. There's nothing like, you know, and you probably when your phone rings, if it's a text or something, you probably at times don't even want to look at it because, you know, nobody's saying, hey, everything's going well, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. But, uh, you know, fortunately, I've got a great crew that uh, does an awesome job helping us out, you know, especially in football in the press box. We've got a a stats person, Stan Gustafson, that's uh, done it for 30 years. And, you know, I kind of let him manage the press box. Um, he's, He's the guy in charge out there. And, and our students help him out. Um, and then obviously uh, having an assistant, um, Harrison Watt, does a great job helping me out when he's not on the air calling Bulldog Hockey. So, yeah. it, or, or tweeting me and, and, and bullying me on the internet. <laughs> well, we're just trying to keep him healthy. I, I had to fill in for a couple games for him last year when he was uh, quarantined. So uh, try to keep him on the air this year. There hockey, you go. Hockey was a little bit different of a challenge. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. That it takes a it takes a special special breed to be able to call those hockey games. It moves too fast for my little brain. But uh, uh, Rob, while we got a couple more minutes before we wrap up, um, I always love if if time allows doing you know from from one Gliac guy to another. You know, we've we've made the same road trips, been at the same stadiums and, and things uh, things of that nature. So your 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 top Gliac road trips that you enjoy. You know, I really enjoy the one we just took a couple weeks ago going to Michigan Tech. I know a lot of people don't say that, but, um, you know, for us, it's a it's an awesome trip. Uh, you know, Sandy and I, 
listen to high school football on the way up there on Friday nights. And you, you really uh, hear some interesting broadcasts in the Upper Peninsula. So that's a lot of fun. Um, have a lot of laughs. I, I took my daughter up there this this uh, past week or two when we went up there and um, went to the ambassador. So we, she loves going there. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun going up there. Uh, it's a long trip uh, for us, but uh, we, we have a lot of fun in the road, um, you know, in the car and, and just catching up and, and listening to football. And uh, I think that's the most enjoyable part of, uh, you know, being a football broadcaster are, are those road trips and, and the time together in the car. No doubt. No doubt. And I'm, I'm kind of similar. I, I love going up to the UP, but tech's a little too far for me. So I go with Northern for one of my favorites, as long as it's in October and not later in November, that makes a big difference. Well, we were talking about that. Unfortunately for us, we haven't been to the dome too many times. Uh, it seems like the schedule uh, has worked out where we've only played there two or three times. I think uh, since coach Anise has been here. So uh, we, we haven't been there often, but I do like going there. It's a, obviously a great atmosphere playing inside and something that's uh, unique compared to every, every other stadium in the Gliad. No doubt about it. Well, Rob, this has been a lot of fun. I so sincerely appreciate your time on Gliac Football Weekly and uh, best of luck managing everything. And of course, calling Bulldog football for the uh, remainder of the season and then some. Hey, thanks for having me on, Jake. And I appreciate all you do and covering the Gliac and, uh, and really making it a lot of fun for the fans. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You bet. All right. My sincere thanks to Rob Bentley, play-by-play voice of the Ferris State Bulldogs. Always enjoy chatting with Rob and uh, one of the best. And 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 just in, in all, like I said, in all aspects, uh, SIDing, uh, now the assistant athletic director at Ferris State and uh, is always <laughs> taking care of me and so many other media members in terms of hospitality and, and everything like that, making a great experience at Top Tagger Field. So appreciate Rob hopping on GLIAC Football Weekly, giving us a uh, a little bit more on the number one team in not just the GLIAC, but in all the land, the Ferris State Bulldogs. So time now to look ahead to the week number 10 slate. And I know, I know everybody's like, Jake, Jake, you forgot to, you forgot to say your record uh, from the picks. And here's the shocker for the, I went back and counted fourth straight week, three and one on the picks, three and one and I say, I always try not to be a broken record or repetitive, but at this point, there's there's no other way but to be uh, to say the exact same thing I've said for the last couple of weeks, and that is, I need to be better. Three and one is fine, but I need a perfect week. I need a perfect week of picks, so maybe this is the week, and, and it's probably not difficult to figure out the one I got wrong. I went with my heart, the Northwood Timberwolves losing to Wayne State, 56-21, to 21. but the other ones were pretty, uh, I don't say pretty easy, but uh, chalk, if you will, so I went three chalk, one up, one upset, and all four games were chalk, um, in the GLIAC this week or this past week. So Grand Valley, Ferris, Saginaw, all one. I should have picked Wayne State to beat Northwood. So um, I got to do some quick math here. I believe that brings my record to 28 and 14. I'm Ron Burgundy. I don't know. I've gone three and one the last couple of weeks. Nobody cares about the picks, Jake. You're, is, nobody cares about the record, but this is the week. This is the week we're going undefeated. All right. So let's take a look at the matchups for week number 10, Saturday, November 6th, the slate. And let's begin with the first game at noon. I like Davenport playing those noon games. There's something about a noon, a nooner, a nooner. It's, 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 I know the division one schedule a lot of times how it has, um, the noon, 3.30, and then the night game slate. Division 2 doesn't always stick with that. A lot of these other teams playing 1 o'clock games. But uh, I remember as a player, 
I think it was my senior year, either my senior or um, second to last or last year was when we moved to the one o'clock games and you get to sleep in a little, an extra hour, but I mean, you're getting up early, you're getting at it anyways. Let's, let's just go for it at, at noon there. Um, so anyways, Davenport hosting Ferris State at noon, number one team in the land. Ferris State has won 36 consecutive games, 29 consecutive GLIAC games. So um I'm just going to go ahead and, and make it simple. I'll, I'll take Ferris State in this one. Michigan Tech at Northwood. Now, this one is a toss-up because Northwood is um, struggling, absolutely struggling and with just the one win on the season. And, uh, and Michigan Tech just played uh, the number three team in Super Region 3 all the way down to the wire um, and, and had a chance to beat them. So I, I say it's a toss-up, but it – I'm, I'm taking Michigan Tech. Uh, I like I like what Steve Olson has done with his roster this year. And, and it wasn't long. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Michigan Tech being tied atop the, the GLIAC. So um, this is a team that... Uh, and why did I say this is a toss-up? That is completely wrong. I Let me just redact that statement because again nope i i get maybe one of these an episode where i i'm i'm the only one here i'm i'm talking and i'll say i'm rambling but that's also kind of what an audio presentation is about here um when it's a solo audio pr presentation it's not like radio where i got calls coming in or or ticket texts or, or anything like that um and i'm not interviewing you right now so i'm gonna say some some things that's not exactly right this game is not a toss-up michigan tech is favored if we're doing the whole point spread thing which i know um we we don't do at the division two level um you're not betting on games or things like that but i would say you know in, in the old in theory you get three points for being at home so northwood's at home but michigan tech should be a touchdown favorite in this one so i would say maybe a four and a half point favorite if you take away the 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 three for being at home and you just like to have the half point spread there just so you avoid the push and that sort of thing but michigan tech is the better team on paper and Honestly, I don't know what is left at Northwood. They've been decimated by injuries, but so so have a lot of teams. So this is not the the platform for me to, as a former alum at Northwood, or as an alum and former player, to to inject what I what I think should happen or or things of that nature. But uh, Northwood needs to do some soul searching based on what we saw a week ago against Wayne State. So give me the Michigan Tech Huskies. They'll be victorious in my predictions here over Northwood at Hans Stadium. Um, they're in, in beautiful, beautiful Midland, Michigan, the city of modern explorers. All right, Saginaw Valley State goes for five in a row hosting Northern Michigan. And I think you could start to say a little bit of uh, some of the same with Northern Michigan you're not sure what they've got it was just a just a heartbreaking loss a couple weeks ago to Michigan Tech they were close to getting that Miners Cup back for the first time in nearly a decade but uh, unsuccessful or over a decade I should say I don't have the exact number in front of me but you get the point that rivalry has been owned by Michigan Tech and Northern was close close but no cigar um, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades so not on the gridiron but anyway Saginaw is um Moving in the right direction. Oh, good point, Jake. They've won four in a row. So, yes, uh, the Cardinals have won four in a row, and that offense has come alive in the last couple of weeks. Um, that was an area they struggled when they were on the road um, way back, way back um, when they play when Saginaw played uh, – 
gosh, who was it? Texas A&M Commerce. Yeah, Texas A&M Commerce. They won 20 to 17 back on Saturday, October the 19th. And just, I mean, one of those touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. The offensive numbers were not great. But since then, since then, Saginaw scored 31 against Northwood in a winning effort. They scored 41 against Wayne State in a win, and then 24 a week ago against Davenport. So I've got the Cardinals to keep the winning going. And then make it five in a row and a win over Northern Michigan. That game's at one at Saginaw Valley University Center, Wilkes Stadium. So, also a one o'clock game at Wayne State in Detroit, Michigan, Motown, Tom Adams Field. It'll be the Warriors hosting the Grand Valley State Lakers. Now, this one's interesting because again, if you're if you're taking the pulse of teams and I don't know. Grand Valley is the last two games have just kind of put me in a, a little bit of a dizzy because those are two teams, two Upper Peninsula teams that Grand Valley had significantly uh, more talented rosters, if you will. And both games were very, very close, less than a touchdown margin of difference in both games. But, um, you know, and, and the Northern Michigan, the Wildcats scored late and then tried to get an onside kick. So I guess, uh, and, and, and again, you can only be in one place at a time. I wasn't at that game. So I don't know. I don't know exactly the feel other than reading the recaps and whatnot. So maybe, maybe that's the wake up call Grand Valley needs. Um, and I hate to say wake up call because they won the game. That's the point. You, you, the idea is to win the game you played in Grand Valley did that so I'm not taking anything away from them and I I don't want to be that guy that and, and how many times do we get into that now with uh, and with the college football playoffs at the division one level coming out this week oh did they win pretty or did they they lose ugly or 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 let's let's start uh, you know a win is a win is a win and um, you know the committee not that I'm on <laughs> any committee where am I going with this um, but you you get what I'm trying to say maybe you don't because I did a poor job of presenting it but but I, I don't think the the margin of victory or or the style points, if you will, should be a huge factor um, from week to week. Although I say that and I just made it as part of the conversation. All that said, I think Grand Valley goes on the road. They have a 2019 loss to Wayne State that they need to avenge. And that was the first time. That's a game for the, the wooden shoes, I believe. Um, and Wayne State hadn't won that game in forever. Um, before 2019. So Grand Valley will want to get those shoes back. And that's a, a good rivalry there between the Lakers and the Warriors. So also a big day at Wayne State. If you remember last week when we talked to Paul Winters, the WSU Fieldhouse, I believe it's going to be um, unveiled later that day for the first game. That's also where the Pistons G League team, the Motor City Crews, is going to be played. So fun, fun day for Wayne State. Um, lots going on on campus, but I think the Grand Valley State Lakers will ruin the party on the gridiron. So those are my picks. I've got the Lakers over Wayne State. I've got Saginaw Valley defeating Northern Michigan, the Huskies beating Northwood, and Ferris State over Davenport. Maybe the first perfect week of the season coming. Perhaps, perhaps, only, only time will tell. You know, that's like my least, least favorite saying in, in this business. And we'll see how it all plays out. Or, well, let's see, let's see what happens. You know, anybody can say that. But 
20 what did i say the record is i believe 28 and 14 i'll double check because i know so many people um care about that but would love to get your mailbag uh comments and, and feedback and, and discussion topics going for next week if there are some and again shout out to the warrior house enjoyed meeting them and all of the fan bases that follow week in and week out absolutely love covering this conference from top to bottom and and getting to know all the coaches players teams um, administrators the the sids all that good stuff that goes into it because that's what makes this machine this engine run that is gliac football weekly so until next time enjoy the week enjoy week 10 on the gridiron in the gliac and how did i go the whole episode without saying it gliac football weekly the only show dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the gliac it's gliac football weekly episode number 10 of season two is in the books we'll talk to you next time he's back he's looking no looking he's going for the end zone he's got a touchdown Thanks for listening to Gliac Football Weekly. Tune in next time.